When I first started learning about Broaden and Build, I caught a glimpse of a different way of thinking about my life. For years, I thought that by simply hustling harder, I could achieve the things I wanted. If I wanted to be a good doctor, the life ahead of me would be defined by grinding, unrelenting work. Friedrichsen's theory suggests that positive emotions change the way our brains operate. Now I could see another way. Step one is feeling better. Step two is doing more of what matters to us. Those are the words from Ali Abdal's latest book, Feel Good Productivity, which we covered on the show today. If you feel like you have so much you want to achieve but find the process daunting, then this episode's for you. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Your Boys from the Paper Trails podcast. I'm Shimaki. Mm-hmm. Got my co-host here, Mohammed. Yeah, I thought you were going to do that bloody boy band thing again. Oh, what, what you say <laughs> your name? Yeah. yeah. There's nothing wrong with so, that. Uh, inspire the host of the Paper Charles podcast. I'm your boy, Shamaki, with my boy. Mohammed. Uh, what did you get boy band thing, man? <laughs> told you that one TikTok. Nah, yeah, yeah. That one TikTok, uh, you just, you just <laughs> like, you're like, you just stopped. So I was like, oh, God, I'll pick it up now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, yo, oh, sometimes next year, next year, I'm gonna have a dance. Nah, but listen, listen, what you do next? If we must, man, if we gotta sell, we're selling, man. Goddamn. <laughs> we gotta sell our bodies, no problem. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, so, um, so but nah, so yeah, your boys are uh, Shmaki Mohammed. Yes, sir. Um, and today we have a very interesting episode. Um, we got a very good episode for you guys because this year is a new, it's a fresh start, mm-hmm. and um, it being a fresh start, what people need is a lot more productivity in their lives. And when I say people, I mean me, myself. <laughs> <laughs> you're right there. You're always flipping. flipping we recorded the episode talking about how oh, you're sick of the guru, productivity gurus. <laughs> no, no, but I'm sick of those guys. Nah, nah, <laughs> What people need. It, it ha- no, what people need is productivity, but they need it in that nice aesthetic kind of way. Oh, I mean, coffee almost which, came out of my nose there. <laughs> which is, uh, you know, what we're trying to trying to provide over here, you know? Just aesthetic a, productivity. A, That's where we're going. Aesthetic yes. productivity. You know what I mean? Okay. We're not trying to be like, wake your ass up at 4 a.m. and, you know, make some bread and you don't know how. You just woke up. Make your bread. Oh. You know what I mean? Uh, now you're going. I studied, but you're actually making bread. Yeah, damn right. Coffee along with some matcha along the way. Where they need the dough and the massage and all that kind of stuff. All right, say less. Um, so that's what we're looking to do. Um, and so one of the books that we picked up very recently because you dropped it was Ali Abdal, and Ali Abdal has been someone that I've been watching for a minute mm-hmm. um, on YouTube actually, uh, mainly because I there's a there's a weird calmness in his voice. That's true. Um, that allows you know what? Actually, he's a good face of aesthetic productivity. True. It's true. You know, it's that productivity guru essentially that isn't in your face, like you know, holding you by the being scalp. aggressive about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean? run he's, he's, morning, man. Yeah, he's pushing you in, and he's giving like actual steps in how to kind of do it. And sometimes I'm like, damn, he's doing this for free. Um, but this time he's not doing it for free because he's done it in a book. You want to uh, say who he is first? Uh, I, so he's a YouTuber. He's a YouTuber, he's a big YouTuber. Yeah, um, he's been doing it for a long time. So before he used to do um, videos about uni, like how to yeah. study better. I think was it Oxford or Cambridge? Which one? Cambridge, Cambridge. Yeah. yeah. So he's like Cambridge um, meds, you know, yeah. something like that. So serious he's like serious, stuff. Yeah, yeah. serious credentials, and like he's running, like he's built like companies for education and stuff. And yeah, so he's been in YouTube for years. Yeah, like doing it now. big. And like, I feel like a lot of people tuned into him for the education side of things. Yeah. Like how to study better. A lot of people like like that stuff. Yeah. And then he's definitely got like that low fi vibe that we yeah, talked about. Yeah, he you does. Know? Um, and like then he did like tech, tech reviews and then mm. he also did like um, productivity book Pro, reviews yeah. basically where he like br- broke down books and then talked about them a bit. Yeah. Um, last season we talked about Unfair Advantage with the with the author. Yeah. And he's one of the, that was like, well, we got well. I got inspired to to read that book because of Ali Abdul's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so now he's released his book, um, which Feel is called good. Feel Good Productivity, mm-hmm. um, and that's again on the same brand of this aesthetic new way of aesthetic productivity. Yeah, we're coining that term. They're right, we're coining it, um, which is essentially you doing what you want to do, but coating it with good feelings um, that. It, this sounds we'll break it down more but that's the broken down version you know of it yeah. of like you doing your thing but enjoying it along the way mm-hmm. rather than just kind of being like oh damn I have to grind again I have to grind again I have to mm-hmm. grind again 
And eventually you get burnt out and then you're like, ah, oh, is this even what I really want to be doing? Yeah. You know that meme of that boy that just gets weak? <laughs> I don't know if it's scared straight. But it's that meme of that boy. It's like, like that black kid, like he, he gets like woke up like roughly and then he, he like grabs his blanket. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. That's, 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 what, that's what, like, when, you, when I hear the word productivity, that's what it reminds me of. Like, that's exactly what it is. I, I mean, I can imagine I'll put it. Off on the screen. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but this is, is definitely like, hey, like, take your time. Wake yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, wake yeah. Up wait, slowly. Wait, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're Combing your hair while you wake up. Yeah, right? combing. <laughs> That's what we do. Brush your hair, getting you ready, and then uh, in your own time. But obviously, in some time, you you get up and you finally decide to go after your dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, that's what the the motive is. You know, that's what we're on. You know, chasing after what you want and mm-hmm. feeling good about it. Um, but yeah, so when when he said that he was releasing the book and he's been writing about it for time, I was actually kind of looking forward to it. To be fair, because I wanted. Um, because I, I liked his kind of the style of doing it, especially his YouTube videos, mm-hmm. because it was very concise. It was quite to the point. Um, it wasn't overextended and it was just, you know what I mean? So I thought, you know what, the book, it didn't really look like a big book either. Even yeah. though I read it and listened to it on Audible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I felt like, okay, cool. This is something that I could. And I, to be fair, I finished it in a day. Yeah. The, That's a bit of you, huh? Huh? It's a lovely bit of you, oh, yeah? Oh, mate, that was, that was uh, we'll get into it, but there was one section in the book that, was pretty much everything that I kind of needed. Yeah, it's, it's funny because for me, like I was, like I, I've kind of because I watched him for some time, yeah. like a couple of years, and I, I didn't. I stopped resonating with him because, like, I felt like it got to a point where it's too much. Where every single video was talking about productivity, productivity, productivity. Mm. Like obviously, like Shark said, in in that 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 take it like take it easy, just pick up some like some habits from this book and then incorporate it in your life. Yeah. So it wasn't like forced, like it, like he, he doesn't like, he talks about productivity and habit building and, and like, yeah, just getting like going up in life in, in a relaxed way that like, like that isn't too forced or like yeah, man. get up at 5 a.m. Damn right, yeah. Eat six raw eggs, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like Wild stuff. guys in, in, in prison are getting, getting big and what are you doing, man? Yeah, 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 yeah. like the sharks out there, I can't lie. But, um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah they have like, nothing to do. Yeah, <laughs> huh? the hell! If I went in there, and I didn't come out big. That's when. <laughs> that's when it's my choice. That's when you, man. Got, you got issues, yeah. yeah. And, uh, what were you doing in the reading books? <laughs> that's what <laughs> I'm saying. But um, yeah, like I kind of got disenchanted with, with some of that, uh, so I kind of got bored of his content. So I just moved away from it. Um, but then I saw like he was releasing the book, and then I think Hassan Kuba actually said that yeah. he was talking about um, Ali Abdul was writing a book, and he's just coaching him in that. Um, and and that was from the interview he did last season with Hassan Kuba, the, the author of Unfair Advantage. Uh, so they should get that. But, yeah, um, right. He said it three times. Yeah, come on, man. Go, go market. He'll say it all the time. Marketing, marketing, marketing. But yeah, then I saw he, he released the book. I was like, you know what? New Year yeah. might be a good way to start the year. And because I, I saw the title, it, it pulled me in. Feel yeah, good feel productivity. Might be an oxymoron. That's right. But you know, <laughs> we've got to give it a try. Yeah. So, like, picking it up, like, it was quite a pleasant surprise yeah. to see. Like, it wasn't just talking about, like, improving how you do things in terms of the process and, like, just be, being more positive about it. Yeah. He, he was very practical about very the whole practical, thing. Very yeah. practical, yeah. And I, I, that's why I've always appreciated any. For me, any good productivity book has to be practical. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Which is a bit, an, uh, it's not annoying, but it's a bit like tedious because then you can't just read it and move on. No, no, of course. You can't like, just absorb the knowledge. I mean, yeah. you can't always just be like, you have to get what you things. want. Yeah, you've got to actually like, start applying. I mean, I know I have to get what I want, man. That's why I'm reading this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like one of the first books that I've read, uh, I think it was Atomic Habits, mm. but that, that actually had practical things. Yeah. Um, was it good atomic habits? I don't remember, but um, it, it, atomic habits had a lot of practical things. Yeah, like yeah. especially small changes that you can make. Yeah, um, so like I started resonating a lot with that that kind of stuff, yeah. but then it also started becoming a bit too much because I was inputting so many sources in my head about what kind of what, hab- kind yeah. of like um, practices I should be applying. You know, yeah. but in this book, I feel like he's given. Like he he labeled them as experiments, where he's mm. like saying this is an experiment, but he's literally talking about like different styles of habit yeah. building and different types of um, productivity. Yeah. So like he's encapsulating productivity as a whole in life, in like whether it's your mind, body, yeah. spirit, like you said, something like that. Yeah. Um, and like your career, your relationships, like he's encapsulating like your whole life with that. Yeah, so yeah, it's not just right. about like just building your health or just building yeah. your business. So he's doing it in a very holistic way. And 
Yeah, I kind of enjoyed that aspect. Yeah. I like that he used like so many different case studies that were actually interesting. Yeah. Not just like not just like boring case yeah, studies. Like, man. like a couple of times when he's like five mice or like five rats were yeah. five rats were um like given the same thing to do and then they changed yeah. something and then the rats became stressed and then they, Yeah, and then and, and rats laughter and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they gave him like serotonin. He made that like interesting, that. you yeah. know. And I like I didn't give that to him before he was like doing his usual videos. I mm. felt like he was a bit of a like very analytical scientifical mind that, yeah. that wasn't too creative around storytelling so yeah. I feel like in this book he's he's really improved on that oh yeah of course whatever assistance he had maybe mm. he did it all by himself I don't know but yeah. in terms of presenting it on the book like he was a lot more creative than I've seen in his YouTube videos yeah. he was a lot more like story like he had a lot more storytelling experience it yeah, man. Um, so I enjoyed that aspect of it I think any book that's gonna stick you have to be good at storytelling yeah um and that's how you carry a book you know what i mean yeah yeah especially a book can sometimes be a bit tedious because you're essentially even having short, to do everything yeah even if it's short even if it's a 200 page productivity book yeah like that the, the pages start dragging they start yeah. dragging yeah, yeah, yeah. you'd be like oh, i'll pick this up later especially when it's in that. like they want you to apply things yeah but they've told the stories in, in a kind of boring way yeah like it doesn't like it, sometimes a lot uh, the formula I've talked about this with with, with my, our friend Shabu who was in, on the podcast last season. And the yeah. formula for pro uh, productivity works is usually here's my point, yeah. here's case study, case study, case study, case study yeah. and this is why you should do it, yeah. and these are the habits you should implement based on these case studies. Mm. And like that's pretty much it. Yeah. But in this one, he he kind of every case study had a like a reasoning behind it. Yeah, absolutely. And he talked about different ways that you can incorporate each productivity method. He didn't yeah. just talk about this is the way, this is the way, this is the way. Yeah. He talked about how you might suit you. How it might now, suit you. of course, yeah. And you know what also sold me as well is, um, like I said, we, we here, we really like stories on the Paper Chills podcast, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and I think it was, how I kind of bought into his story as well that he was saying in the beginning that he was working at the NHS yeah. and it was grueling and... Yeah. Um, he wasn't really feeling it. And then he basically decided, you know what, let me change. He was talking about one Christmas like holiday thing that he was working in and it was like hella tough. Like and on Christmas he, Day, he Christmas, forgot to yeah. put leave. He forgot to put leave, oh, yeah. And he had to go through it. And then um, after that, he was just kind of like, okay, so how does one go about doing what you have to do, mm -hmm. but finding a way to make that interesting for yourself, making it fun for yourself and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, I mean, we don't have to necessarily go through the grueling stuff of the NHS, but we still have work. You yeah, know what I mean? Everyone's got their Everyone's own. got something, yeah. you know? So it's about like kind of how do you bring that work-life balance with creativity, um, which is something that I've been actually think, thinking of a lot, mm -hmm. you know? It's kind of like, okay, the moment you leave work, Mm -hmm. Like he was even kind of saying, um, it'd be like, I can't be asked to film mm -hmm. a YouTube video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then <clears throat> one of the points that he was talking about was creating an environment in which you enjoy the you can, Yeah, you, you can enjoy it and you can actually do it. So for example, he would do is instead of like packing up all the studio stuff, he would put it next to his Reducing desktop. Reducing friction. So then, yeah. So then he can easily, you know, record. Yeah. Um, I think he was even saying that at one point. He was like, Putting up the whole photo, green screen stuff and uh, the lights and sorting everything out, it just yeah. makes it long to, to record a video. Yeah, yeah. Rather true. than just having it all then and you just press record and then mm -hmm. you're good to go. Mm -hmm. Reduces the friction by a lot. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly now you're able to do it. Or he was like, <clears throat> if you have homework mm -hmm. to put it on like either on the desk that you usually work at or you put it on a table in front of you where like, you know, your TV would be or whatever. So then you see it, you're like, oh, you know what? It's right here. I can just get it kind of done. Um, and that was that was something that mm -hmm. I proper resonated. You, you know what's funny with Change me? Change your environment. Because I've, I've consumed <clears throat> a lot of his content before. Yeah. And I've like consumed a lot of self-help content. Like a lot of this wasn't, wasn't new to me. Yeah. So I was reading it. I was like, I know who this could apply to. I was thinking of like particular friends. Yeah. Like I was like, yo, this could, I've actually, I actually ended up buying the physical uh, copy because mm. I was like, let me just get this for a friend of mine that I think yeah. that, yo, who, actually who's, the, who's the friend? Oh, you know who it is. Are we allowed to, is, <laughs> does he be here with B? Yeah. <laughs> I messaged him and I said, yo, this is exactly what you need, brother. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, because like, there was like, there was like it does. It was like when you read the it concepts, does. I was like, this guy needs this, this, and yeah, this. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he just ticked off all the. Because yeah, yeah. I, I recommended like self help books to friends before, yeah. but like they didn't. I, I feel like they didn't cover like the, no. the range of things that he's covered in this book. But I also feel like self help books <clears throat> from people that aren't in the kind of yeah, of course, this world, people aren't just like, gonna people aren't gonna pick it up and read book. it. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. why I feel like with this one, it can kind of translate yeah. to. Uh, people, and I, I told uh, our friend Shaiba, I was like, uh, we read this book recently, and I actually liked it. And he, he had the, say, said the same thing as me, yeah. where like I was like, oh, I'm sick of Ali Abdul in it, like yeah, <laughs> in yeah. his content because like, it feels kind of repetitive. But in this mm. in this book, I would say he he like covered a range of topics. Yeah, um, I feel like at some points it was a bit contradictory, mm. but then okay. he, he, he would then go and and. and cover the contradicting points a bit later on like mm. if i give an example yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me find it i mean i didn't find anything like contradicting. like for example nice yeah. his his methodology around nice goals oh, okay yeah, yeah i like that because like I, i've grown up grown up like my whole career mm. like specifically my career like we do like performance reviews every year yeah so like every year they'll say go and make smart goals mm. Yeah, like smart, uh, specific, it's measurable, measure, achievable, yeah, yeah. realistic, and time bound. Yeah. Oh, the fact that I memorized that is pissing me off. Yeah, it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I, I, I read this, the nice thing. I was like, hmm, that's pretty nice. Yeah. It's, a, it's nice that you labeled it that way as well. Um, where nice means near term. So it's got to be like a short term goal daily or weekly, input based. That's something I've been working on in the last year. So I've really realized that output based goals is where I. Like spent the last year, ten years focused on where I'm like I want to achieve this and this and this. These okay. are the outputs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that's quite a negative thing to to actually do, mm. um, like continuously because you you'll never feel like you've achieved anything. Yeah, especially if you haven't <clears throat> reached. Any yeah, so I, I've always like struggled with smart goals and output goals, and yeah. I, but I've always still focused my life on that. So like in the last year or so, I had already started thinking about input goals more yeah. than output goals. Um, so he talks about that and then controllable within our control. So making it realistic. Yeah. Um, so that's why I found it a bit contradictory. Um, but then he then went ahead and re readdressed it after because right after he spoke about nice goals. Um, so near term, input based, controllable, energizing. Is there a way to integrate play, make yeah. it more fun, in, in, integrate confidence and bring in collaboration with other people in there? Because um, that's different ways of energizing something. Mm. And then after that, he spoke about time blocking. And then he was like, block time out yeah. in the diary to do specific things and make sure you stick to those times. Yeah. So I was thinking, how's that? Um, like the, the second point, the third point, controllable. Yeah. But I was like, a lot of time bound stuff isn't controllable. Yeah, that's true. But then later on, he went ahead and, and readdressed that. So he just talked about how, like, make sure you say no to a lot of things. Mm. Like if you're going to say no to something tomorrow, yeah. it's unlikely that you're going to have time to go and go ahead and say yes to that in one month's time, you know? Mm. And like, that's something I've always struggled with. Like, uh, like I'll, I'll tell someone, oh, I can't do it right, right now, yeah. but maybe in one month I'll, I'll commit to it. And yeah. then I'll give them that verbal agreement. Yeah. And then the time comes. The time comes, the yeah. warm-up flew back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yo. <laughs> I got to do it. Yeah, yeah I got to yeah, do yeah, it. And yeah, I've already yeah. committed to it. Uh, and I feel like a bad person if I go and say, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Or, or I go and do it and it's crappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, and I'm just stressing myself out. So like he kind of like addressed a lot of the points that I thought were contradictory mm. around that. So yeah, man, I really enjoyed the book, man, honestly. Nah, I mean, to be fair, I've, I think my, the part that I- I feel I, like it's going to be more transformative for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know why this specifically was more uh, resonating with me. Mm -hmm. I think because because I, I have read a lot of self help books, especially mm -hmm. on the podcast for the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, but I think maybe it was because of the association I had with Ali Abdal in, in terms of like like sometimes after work I'll just put it on the TV, YouTube. I'll just be banging it out because it kind of like I said it has that aesthetic productivity mm -hmm. kind of vibe and i'm like yeah you know what i'll just listen to this and then i'll just you know what i mean it made it make me feel a bit better mm -hmm. um so then i think but it was a lot of there was a part in the middle so he kind of broke down the book into um the first stages was let me actually just get it out to make it easier because the way he done it in, in chapters you mean yeah but like he had like little chapters that that were broken down in like three overall things. So the first one was energize. Mm -hmm. um, so how to get yourself energized and get the productivity going. Yeah. The unblock um, and then the sustain. Mm -hmm. uh, the unblock is obviously like, if you feel like you can't do it, how to get out of that. And yeah. then the last part, the sustain part, which is how to conserve yourself to not get 
you know. Continue the momentum, out but then and burn out. This and that and whatnot. So it was the unblocked part that that you feel like you struggled yeah, with. Yeah, man. It was the it was the getting over the thing. And when he was talking about, so I'll it, tell you something interesting. Yeah, like, go for it. Like, I just watched, Have you ever heard of Goodwill Hunting, the film? Is it the thing with Matt Damon and that? Matt Damon, Robin Williams. Yeah. Um, I watched that literally two days ago. Yeah. And in the beginning, I wasn't feeling it at all. Um, because it was, it, it was just like, it was like some Higgy Hagger. Like, it, it was just, I felt like it was a bit rushed in the beginning. Yeah. But then Robin Williams gets in, like, he gets introduced like half an hour into the film. Yeah. And he just starts spitting nonstop. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, he's a therapist. Robin Williams is a therapist in the mm. film for Matt Damon, basically. Okay. And Matt Damon, like, in the beginning, he's just like some janitor yeah. working in Harvard, like in MIT, I think. So, mm. like, where, like, all the, like science and technology research yeah. being done and all the students are learning all that stuff so like really high quality high level intelligent students mm, are, are studying yeah, there yeah. but like uh, like the maths um professor there is like um writing up theorems and stuff and like writing up um exercises that the, the students have to uh, yeah. finish and then i'm not swearing anything was in the actual description of the film and i read it before it literally says this and then <laughs> the actual description yeah and then matt damon he's a janitor there yeah. And he's a young guy. He, he like the the professor puts something on a whiteboard outside and says, "Whoever solves this, uh, I'll, I'll give them recognition." You didn't even say a prize. Yeah, like everyone's just gonna like, yeah, I'm gonna rate this guy and basically. Mm. And then, um, yeah, the, the the next day, everyone's having a get together and whatnot, and they're like. Someone come, students come up to him, the professor, and they're like, "Oh, so did you like did, did the person who completed the theorem come up to you and speak to you about it?" And he's like, "What? It's complete." Yeah, because like he, he set it up the night before or something, so he was thinking, "No way." No, like, was gonna, yeah, yeah. Do it. But then, yeah, it turns out like uh, uh, yeah, he didn't figure out who it was, and then a couple nights later, he he dropped a couple more theorems, and like they get solved a couple times as well. Yeah, and then. He, he catches the guy doing it and he's like, hey, yo, like, stop graffitiing on the whiteboard. And he thought he was just like mucking yeah, about with yeah, it because yeah. in the public area. And then he chases him. Yeah. <laughs> and Matt Damon just like some, like, some stereotypical, like, Boston, like, riffraff, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, what the hell? What the fuck? You want yeah. me? Yeah. I don't want to swear in it, but yeah. Um, he, like, he literally tells him, like, F off or whatever. Yeah. And then, but yeah, then he catches up. Like um, the professor finds out who he is, yeah. and, then, and then he meets up with him. When he just finds out that the guy's just ridiculously bad man, didn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My demon just—he just a bad kid, didn't it? Yeah. Basically, yeah. And then he takes him to a therapy, like takes him to like ten therapists, and like Matt Damon just like pisses them all off. Yeah, basically. So he—he's just a janitor. He doesn't actually janitor. Yeah, he's, but he's, he's like hella smart. Yeah, yeah. He's just basically a natural genius. Yeah. And then the therapist <laughs> comes to him. And like breaks everything down with him, and like he talks about his fears and stuff. Mm. Like that's when like Robin Williams, like as a therapist, yeah, like he was in, like insanely good. Actually. Yeah, to be fair, I've only seen little bits and pieces of just the uh, Robin Williams. I was going to talk about this in the next episode. I was mm. going to talk about what you call it stuff you've been watching. But yeah, yeah my, that, that, that therapist part of it. Yeah, um, and then this book talking about fear. I feel like over the years, like what, that's one of my biggest blocking issues: mm. fear of being seen as not that skilled yeah. fear of like imposter syndrome fear of actually dropping stuff and then i might not like it after yeah you no know, fear of like actually getting involved and, and like continuously creating stuff mm. and like maybe it won't go somewhere so like that kind of these are a lot of blockers that i've had to like actually just get started yeah so like this kind of like i've had that over the last six months or so even with my job mm. it's very specific to my job there's like a a massive learning element yeah yeah well i'm i'm meant to be senior in my company right pretty well i'm meant to be pretty senior like middle level senior but more on the senior side mm. and I, so i i feel like because of that label i've got to know everything yeah but there's no way i can know because like the company is so big and like, no, of course there's so many yeah. different things that, that are running that are, there's so many cogs in in the wheel yeah like it's ridiculous right so every time something goes wrong and i'm like the one responsible to getting it fixed yeah I feel like I should know this. I should, I should know this. I should know this. But one of the be one of the main things that like I keep getting coached into is like you know just ask questions. It doesn't matter how senior you, yeah, feel, yeah, you feel like you are. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how dumb you might look. Just keep asking questions. Yeah. And like that's one of the things he talks about in the book. Gain like uncertainty is a lot. Is like a massive blocker. It is. Like you got to gain clarity in everything. Like yeah. what do we want to do here? Why? 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 Yeah. So like I, I kind of that's the that's the part that really resonated with me mm. as well. So like for you, what would it be then? Like uh, I more think specifically. I think um, it, it did. One of those things was that actually, like literally, mm -hmm. as you said it, um, the procrastination and then that procrastination being something that we get from fear. So mm -hmm. the fear of not knowing, the uncertainty. And yeah. as, as you were saying, you know, um, 
And one thing that he was kind of saying was how he broke down and into how to kind of get out of that, which mm -hmm. is maybe what a lot of people are thinking, you know, maybe you guys want to start something creative. Maybe you want to start a YouTube channel, podcast, whatever it may be. But you're feeling like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't do it. Maybe no one will listen. Do I have enough value to exchange? All of this kind of stuff. Um, will it be good? Will it not? Mm -hmm. um, and he goes on to the thing about inertia, which is... Um, lack of motion. Lack of motion, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, the the idea that everything is in its like in a still position until an external force comes and moves it right mm -hmm. um and that's how essentially it is i mean you'll constantly be in that position of uncertainty you constantly be in a position of oh, i don't know if this is it i don't know if yeah. i should take this venture yeah but you have to physically get yourself out of there mm -hmm. um by for example um if you want to do a podcast by pay, paying for, I was about to say Bane. Uh, uh, so I jumped out of him. Yeah, just sometimes, man, it comes out. We got a beat of rice and meat and banana after I've this. never said Bane in my life. I don't know why I was on, on the podcast I was about to say. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so, so you have to pay for a podcast. Um, pay for the studio, I mean. And then for, that will force yourself to actually have to make it. Yeah. Um, buying that camera buying that thing whatever it may be to then be like okay fine now i've done this i have to actually try and make this this uh this video um but, but i think like the really important thing there so like i watched a, a lot, i've like consumed a lot of content about procrastination yeah and why like why you do it yeah um and i feel like the main thing like even last season we talked about um start with why with yeah. simon simon but like if you don't understand why you fear these things and mm. acknowledge the fear, yeah. that's where you go wrong as yeah. a procrastinator. No, absolutely. And that's where you always push things down to the deadline. That's why yeah. you always push things off and like that's why you're just coasting in life and yeah. just taking whatever opportunity. Even like across. like like I said, we wanted to we started this whole podcast because we wanted to be writers, essentially. Mm -hmm. We wanted mm -hmm. to write a book. You have anything to say? Uh, to be fair, I have been writing. <laughs> oh. I, I realized you know, I was thinking of doing it under a pseudonym. Okay. All right. Come and on, I feel bro. like that's another thing he was talking about. He was talking about this, this persona. Characters. And yeah, so he was talking about Adele. So one of the examples that he gives is that she had like serious stage fright. So then what she would do is before she would go on, she would impersonate or like tell herself, oh, I'm just going to be, um, who's it? Beyonce, someone, something called, Sasha, someone called Sasha that she would impersonate. Sasha Fierce. Sasha Fierce, something like yeah. that. Um, all the Beyonce fans are like, what? Nah, but so she would impersonate her. And then go on stage and be like, well, whatever happens, this isn't on me. It's not a personal thing. This is whatever it is. So sometimes if you're afraid of being on camera, that's just what you might have to do. And um, so it's like, I feel like with the pseudonym, it would just kind of be not, let's say, for example, if it doesn't work out, mm -hmm. then it's not me that's trash. But then again, even those kind of thoughts there are all kind of underlying reasons as to why the book's not been out because you're just like, ah, oh, this isn't... It does the plot make sense? Does yeah. this make sense? Blah, blah, blah. So, like, so now you're talking about one of the things where, um, one of the things you talk about failure, mm. your relationship with failure, it yeah. also has to change as well. Yeah. Um, so I feel like the structure of the book, that's the only critique I would have of it. Mm. I feel like it could be restructured a bit because like, I feel like the uncertainty stuff and all of that stuff, yeah. I feel like that could have been more at the start. Like the unblocking side of things, yeah. I feel like that makes more sense to be I start, think uh, from me, a storytelling perspective it was kind of done all right in the sense of it was, it the, was good the beginning part the energizing part yeah. of getting you into it wanting mm -hmm. you to feel um like you feel want good to do about, this yeah do you feel like that that just kind of encouraged you to get into the book and like okay, think about yeah, it yeah yeah so now you feel good about potentially starting mm -hmm. let's say writing and then it's like okay but now you're afraid that your writing might not be good. Yeah. Okay, so now this is how you get out of it. Yeah. So now you've been writing for, you've got out of it, you've been writing for a while and now you've kind of got this kind of burnout. This mm -hmm. is how you recover from good it. Point. This is how you sustain yourself kind of thing. So I feel like in the mode of someone creating something, yeah. that's kind of how it would, because that's how it is. Like everyone is, before we start anything, we're always gassed like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. That's a good point. This is it. Then afterwards, in the middle of it, you're kind of like, oh, that's when the doubts creep in. Yeah, yeah. Is this, you know, because you don't have that instant gratification. Yeah. And then... Um, after the, the buzz wears off. After the buzz wears off. What carries you on after? Yeah, when you're just sitting back like... <laughs> God, 
Yeah, damn. <laughs> you <know>? doing this. <laughs> yeah, when you're just creatively burnt out and you feel like you can't take any direction, every direction is a bad one. How do you sustain that? Um, mm-hmm. And then he was making up points about not making up points, making points about LeBron James and. Yeah, that's when I said, I was like, oh, you, yeah. you really me in now? You really me in now, <laughs> yeah, man? You, you, you know culture? Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yo, to be, I feel like he's done deep as well. 21 Oops. years. Yeah, yeah. And to that's still be flipping, like, considered. At the top. At the, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what I was thinking about. Messi, Ronaldo, like, yeah. all the top, like, the greatest athletes have generally have had very long careers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we take that for granted. We just think, ah, we'll just see Ronaldo next yeah, year in the Champions League. Yeah, but exactly. That's not normal. Like, even think about Paul Scholes. Yeah. Like, that's the lesser known one, yeah. But yeah, yeah, he yeah. retired, came back from came retirement, back. won it again. But he won it for us. He was like, now nah, I'm about. Yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> so good, I had to do it twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you think about Michael Jordan, he went to the flipping baseball. Yeah, he, he came left back the game and then wins it. Yeah, nah. like, that's ridiculous. But like, that's where it, it, it goes to show like, yeah. long longevity and like momentum. Yeah, it come. It also comes from like the point that he was making specifically about LeBron James. So he's he, like basketball is is a for me. I think basketball are, are the, the strongest athletes in the world. What do you mean by strongest? Like the the most athletic people in the more world. More than American footballers? More than American footballers. Because American football, they have like 50-man scores, bro. No, they do. Furthermore, they, they have thousands of breaks. Yeah, every, every, every play. <laughs> they, they play, especially in the NBA, they're playing 82 games a season or something yeah. across the country, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the game isn't you're a defender, you're a midfielder, you're an attacker, mm. you're a linebacker, you're yeah, a quarterback. You're back, you're this, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, every man has to defend and attack non-stop. Yeah. Yeah, and you, you're playing against athletic guys where the, the aim of the game essentially <laughs> rewards athletic guys, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Like, you can't be a, like, flipping, where's the guy now? Um, Isaiah Thomas, the yeah. short, the short yeah, yeah, yeah. point guard, like, he's been struggling to get, to get, uh, uh, get mm. back into the NBA for years now. Yeah. He's, he was skilled and there was a point where he's really, he's really doing well. But, like, athletics, like, really rewards people at, at, at the highest level in basketball. Like, mm. Giannis, like, that's a ridiculous. Yeah, that's uh, best LeBron right James himself, yeah. he, he was a ridiculous athlete from day one yeah. to day, what, 28, whatever it is. yeah. yeah. Into yeah, twenty eight. I mean, sorry, whatever is twenty one, twenty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. twenty eight. Yeah, it's because he's thirty eight or something. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like the fact that they're able to do that and like maintain it nonstop, like I think that's like the peak of athleticism yeah. for me. Um, and they're playing against. It's not just, bro. Sometimes they play like back to back. If you see Division One, like like basketballers, yeah. and, like you see them, like sometimes I just like watch YouTube videos where I'm like yeah. Division One basketball gets challenged by someone from the streets and he yeah. just smokes. Yeah, like, and and I'm just like, yeah, man, that's why. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because people like talk on Twitter and be like, oh, I could do that. I can yeah, that show. Yeah, yeah. And then if you see like the real, st- the high levels, the highest level, the stakes. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, Ali Abdul was talking about how. Um, LeBron James is always like he, he's not always sprinting nonstop. No, yeah. Neither is Lionel Messi. Neither yeah, is Messi, Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. They conserve their energy for the most crucial moments, mm. but they're always still pushing and still yeah. carrying that momentum. Like still pushing their team as well. Yeah. It's not just a, a, something about them as well. So and like the fact that they're like you, you think about the best athletes of all time. Like a lot of the times, team-based sports, mm. they're also very good team players, yeah. like, like essential p- components of those teams. Yeah, that um, make without, it work. Yeah, exactly. So you got to also think about your team as well. Like yeah. he talks about a, a bit as well, like collaborating with people, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. empower you as well, and but you also empower them. So like he talks about all of this stuff, but like, like for me, like that was a very important point as well. Mm. Like you can't, you can't always be pushing forward. Yeah, you got to know when to say no. But you also have to schedule these things in as well, like yeah. blocking time into your calendar for actual breaks, yeah. but still coming back and stay in the course, right in your ship. Not yeah, just, yeah. Oh, I'm going to take a break and, and then, then the break it. continues yeah. and continues that. Like, you got to be smart about all yeah. of this stuff. So I feel like, like for me, I, I want to try and incorporate a lot of that side of things yeah. into my, to my habit building. Because for me, I don't say, I've, I've become a lot better at it. Mm. I don't say no to a lot of things, but I've got, become a lot better But I'm not good at booking time out for, yeah. for breaks. I'm not good at... That's actually a crucial thing. Like, actually saying, this is where I'm going to relax. Yeah. And like, uh, I hardly ever do that. Yeah. I just kind of think, oh yeah, well, because I'm not doing I'm, anything, I'm probably relaxing. Well, because right I'm now. tired. You're not really relaxing. You're just kind of... You're, you just don't have the energy to kind of do what you want. And that mm-hmm. makes you feel bad. So mm-hmm. then sometimes when you're like, okay, this day I will... Because I know from myself, like, if if I tell myself, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to chill. Mm-hmm. 
that whole time I'm chilling, I'm thinking, okay, when I get back, I'm, I'm going to do, do this and I'm going to do that. And, and you're not mentally some, rested. You're not mentally kind of rested. But sometimes I kind of need that to energize myself rather than every day just continuously. So even that kind of thing, um, like I was saying, it doesn't always really sprint. Yeah. He kind of like, you know, walks more because he has to- Conserve his energy. Uh, yeah, because that see, their seasons are ridiculous, you know? Mm. And then they go to the playoffs after that stuff. And then, um, so it was kind of just like that. Um, so I think even with the podcast, like I did a lot in like those kind of six months. Mm-hmm. And then um, even December, I wouldn't even say I, I felt like I kind of properly rested because yeah. I was just kind of, oh, I want to do this. And then, you know, uh, but that's kind of like how it is just kind of still doing your thing. But in at like, especially if you've got longer terms for it, kind of coasting not coasting because it has like bad mm-hmm. connotations to it but like getting there rather than just like trying to sprint there mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's a marathon not sprint is mm-hmm. let's think a bit about the main theme of the book so we've mm. talked about a lot about the negative things he's addressing but the fun in doing things yeah i think one of the very important things that i've struggled with you know what's funny like my manager always said to me like you know, you know you're better at this than what you you think you are like mm. like my manager literally always telling me like you just need to be more confident yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. just like be more confident like that's not like something that you can just switch on yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. but I'm learning I'm learning and like he talks about this like that's a very important point that he made he was like doing things with, like he said doing things with power mm. so like that means like being confident in yourself yeah and being confident in the people around you like um, every time you're approaching something you thought think about how you're going to do it fun mm. and how you're going to do it like with confidence. Yeah. So like, that's something that I've always struggled with. I'm not, I want to say I'm naturally a confident person at all. Yeah. But um, yeah, especially in my, like, my working life, because I'm challenged a lot in my mm. day-to-day job, that, that confidence dips a lot, you know? Okay. Yeah. So I feel like because of that, like, like if I'm doing that as a regular job, I feel like that has an impact on my overall self-esteem. Like, you think that it's just constantly taking a chip. Yeah, like one day I might feel like, oh, I'm very confident. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Throughout the day, I'm just getting challenged nonstop. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, my getting my, not my intelligence, my knowledge question. Yeah. So that, that really drops my confidence. So I'm like, well, there's, then then it feels like there's so many gaps in my knowledge yeah. that I need to address. Yeah. So obviously that naturally dips my confidence. Yeah. So he even talks about this as well, like in terms of, you've got to put yourself in an environment where, you're able to be more confident. Yeah. Like, so like for me, I've been trying to like pivot out of this career for a while, mm. but I'm also trying to think about, like I said, a lot of seasons where I'm like, every day is a battle where I'm trying to stay positive, right? Yeah. But um, there's also a side of me that's like, oh, I don't want to do this, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I'm still in that state, you know, like every day is a battle. So like in this book, and he talks about that, I'm like, but how can you do that all the time? All the time, yeah. Like question, why, how would I do this with confidence? How would I do this with power? How would I do this with, with, um, with feel I good think vibes? The, I, I have an interesting kind of thought on that one. Mm-hmm. I think also if we, We've grown up around football, right? So I think that's the best analogies I can make yeah, to life. You it's know, it's football. Um, so I feel like you that's how football. All great <laughs> athletes are, are, are made by being put into those positions Pressure where they because. feel like, okay, my game needs to be better here. My game needs you to be better than that, right? But that's. But what, let me see. Right, go, go. So let me finish. So, <laughs> like, obviously, certain stuff in life might not be the so similar one-to-one with, with football kind of yeah, thing yeah. um but you know like funny enough for me one thing that's kind of helped was uh, um back when we used to play football in a place called kicks right mm-hmm. and kicks for some reason every flipping that kid was that was in the academy was yeah. going to that yeah. session right like all these kids are playing for Arsenal yeah it's ridiculous and, and they're like just school. wearing the kits yeah. and all that kind of stuff and I was like wait is everyone buying training kits or oh no they play for the team yeah. oh, okay all right so, so the we would boots. be in that environment we would be there and i remember there was this one character in it that our friend the one that begins with b yeah also knows about and he was wearing like a real madrid top right and um he was like skinny kids man um and he would bat us like kick us out of the game and it was completely different to like the kind of football that we were we were used, we used to playing with our friends yeah and i remember we was very close in leaving yeah. that 
Really? That session. Yeah, I was, I was you? like, yo, damn. I remember I was speaking to him and he was like, yeah, this, I is, relish, dude. this that, is nuts. That's, yeah. that's the time when I was coming into my slope, you know? Nah, yeah, see, we won. At first, you were like, yo, this is crazy. We can't yeah. kick that out of the game. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, usually our speed would be everything, but then we actually had to like switch up and then- Play against more athletic yeah. players. Then, then as we kind of go into it, as we stayed in that environment, mm. we managed to kind of like progress almost out of that environment. Um, like mm -hmm. we became a lot better players in that. So. In this kind of thing, I think it's, I think you put a lot of pressure on yourself in not being confident or not knowing because I feel like you feel like you should be here. Yeah. Mentally, like yeah. I should be here by now, but mm -hmm. you, technically you shouldn't just be there by now. You actually have to go through this to then finally become mm -hmm. someone that is there right now. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's like almost, it, it's That's like exactly a reserve player that isn't like, why am I not winning a Ballon d'Or right now? Yeah. I should be winning a Ballon d'Or, but I can't but kick that's the 60 thing. yards. You know what I mean? He's a reserve player, but what if the reserve player is being pushed into the first thing in the Champions League game? Yeah, but that's what I'm... But still, you got like, you know that you're not going to be Ronaldo. You're going to have those... But let's also say, well, he's a basketballer, but he's not a footballer. God damn! <laughs> Nah, well, then you see, you see, the problem comes with the coaching. You should not be in that position. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then, but then the thing is, it's kind of like I think Gary Neville, who kind of plays himself down a bit, he was like the biggest confidence that Alex Ferguson gave him mm -hmm. was by picking him, by putting him in that position. Mm -hmm. So your manager sees that you're here because you have yeah, the right to be 100%. here. But obviously, he's thinking, what the hell? I mean, am I here in Manchester United and yeah, yeah, and yeah. all this kind of stuff here? You know. So that's that's kind of how it is I think you've probably put a lot more pressure on I have 100% and it's also the fact that like I've come from positions where I'm I am the guy yeah so it's like coming from a smaller club to a bigger club yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying but then you gotta but you're not, now you're you're getting told have, yeah. now, now you're getting told we need, to, we need to take the free kicks and, and the corners yeah. as well yeah yeah but that's what I'm saying you gotta relish those moments <laughs> that's, that's yeah, what so that, I'm trying to I'm trying to improve on that like yeah. I know that I can't be at 100% yeah from the beginning. Sometimes so. you might miss all the free kicks, but eventually yeah, you start yeah. getting them in. Yeah, exactly. And so. then that's when you'll be like, yeah, mm -hmm. that's... So that's where I, I've really struggled, mm. um, but I'm getting there slowly in, in terms of self-confidence in my workplace. Yeah. But I'm also realising that this, this isn't this isn't my sport. Yeah. I've got to play the sport that I want to play, you know? No, that's true, that's so true. I, I, like, nah. But imagine as well, though. <laughs> imagine if... For this, this, imagine, sport, nah, this sport pays better too. <laughs> nah, but imagine if... if, if, if there was like, if people on Twitter mm -hmm. criticized your work after nine to five yeah, shift. Yeah. <laughs> you go well, home, you check your tech. God damn, that's a stinky shift, well, bro. Well, that's the thing, yeah. You can say that. but You don't have that though. That's what I'm saying. You but have my management. Yeah. They won't criticize me. They'll give me constructive criticism. Yeah. But because I respect them, I have, I'm like, yo, these guys are geniuses, innit? Yeah. Because the things that they do, mm. like, I'm like, I'm looking at the Messi's and LeBron's yeah, yeah. of this industry, yeah? The things that they do is ridiculous for me. Yeah, nah, of course. But, it, but they also put a time in it. I've seen them do like 100 hour work weeks. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to, God, like, me, like, I've been nine to five for a long time, and mm. I'm like, I, I don't want to be the guy that's thinking about work outside of work. So yeah. I'm like, nah, I'm going to do my 40 hours and I'm going to keep it that way, yeah? yeah. So because I see that, there's a lot of respect that I have for the minute. Yeah, no, but I'm also like, I don't want to be that guy. Mm. So like, I hold them in high regard. So then when I do get criticism from them, whatever, it really hits in it. Yeah, so that's yeah, where yeah. the confidence dips in it. Damn, yeah. So that's where like, yeah, I feel like that, that's the Twitter side as well. And like yeah. these players obviously, they don't care about Twitter <laughs> and all that. Funnily enough, yesterday I saw a footballer, yeah. Garnacho, yeah. literally yesterday commenting on, on, on a tweet because there was some Man City kid that, that criticized him and then he responded to him. Yeah. So the man, this Man City kid, a fan, yeah. went into Garnacho's DMs and said, you're, you're crap or whatever, you're, nah. you're, you're, you're arrogant and all this. And yeah. Garnacho was like, responded to him Damn. and said oh you're not you're not uh, yeah, uh what you call it be um be a human like everyone yeah, uh, yeah. you wouldn't say this in front of me or something like that mm. and then that, that guy went and made a tiktok of that dm okay say, like, yeah. oh, look, this is your this is your style boy he responded to me <laughs> he responded to me yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's like he's really enjoying it yeah. and, and then someone posted that on Twitter mm. and said look this is what you're, you're doing you're doing this but in the second you made this Garnacho is making like a thousand yeah, times yeah, more of course, yeah. 
And then Garnacho responded to that as well. Mm. I was like, these athletes are actually looking at no, bro, of like, course like, they are. massively. That's why it's funny. They are. Like Kai Havertz when he has a good game is retweeting everything. <laughs> he's, I've seen it. It's all over my timeline. Uh, he's retweeting every single thing. Like you know, every the, single the, the thing that killed me yeah, when you're working at Krispy Kremes and mm. Kai Havertz. I saw Kai you, Havertz, you, yeah, you, I served him. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I could tell by the way he plays that guy's in Krispy Kremes all the time. You know, yeah. And I remember my manager was like. There is no way this kid's got this car. So mm. I was like, what kid? And I turned around. To be fair, I served Tim, Tammy Abraham. Uh, it's quite a few Chelsea guys that would come there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I checked. I was like, that's not a kid. That's that's Kai Havertz. <laughs> and at the time, he just came to Chelsea. So he was this big deal and mm. whatnot. And then um, and I gave him a, a, a laced share of dozens. Laced? So, yeah, damn right. Laced with? That's what I'm saying. That's why he's at Arsenal now. That's why he's at Arsenal. Anyways, enough of the sports talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's bring them back in. Aesthetic, no, but, but also aesthetic again, productivity. The the aesthetic productivity, the way that I've come to view it now mm-hmm. um, as this new coin term. It's mm-hmm. a fantastic term. Yes. Um, That's what people trailers about. It's what this is what it's all about, you know. Uh a lot of it is is really and truly you enjoying the the process. Mm-hmm. Um and I think for me, the way we talk about collaborations with friends and stuff like that, for me, I feel like I work better in a group yeah. than, than by myself. Um, mainly because I like to bounce ideas off of this and, and I like to have that something or someone that I can be like, okay, is this a good idea or not? Because when I feel like it's not really, then that's when it, the procrastination mm-hmm. occurs and the mm-hmm. fears and all this kind of stuff. But for me, I feel like the when he was talking about how there would be like writing communities and this and that and where they'll be in a zoom and then everyone kind of minimizes the the zoom thing and then they just all write and but everyone's in the call mm-hmm. um they, they get more done accountability was, yeah and i was kind of like oh that's a mm-hmm. you know what i mean sometimes you need those kind of communities you yeah know, funnily enough we're doing that like now that. with the fitness yeah I mean, we a group chat we got a little chat with our friends yeah and yeah, now everyone's got a this is a, I think it's a good idea. I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah. Where every week, one person has to be the lead of the group saying, yo, everyone, you need to fix up. Um, do this, do this. So I, like, I've been the lead this week, the first week. So I've been posting like recipes, like easy recipes, yeah. very easy recipes. And I just encouraging my friends to get on board with it, hit the gym, um, think about things in a positive way. So yeah. and then next week, Sharks is on the on the road. Yeah, so I'm, oh, cool. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, we're all trying to keep each other accountable for that. Because um, for me, before that, we, before we started doing that, and I was struggling with fitness a bit. Um, like the last few months, I was thinking about hiring a personal trainer. Yeah. But then I was like, hmm, because I've like helped people lose weight before. And I, yeah, you have. Like, I know what I'm doing in the gym, you know. Mm. But I've struggled with that accountability side of it. For, for, so I was thinking, get a personal trainer just for accountability. Yeah. Like, he's gonna be there, and I'm gonna be paying him. Yeah. And if I'm, I'm not then there, he's just gonna be, be chilling. Yeah. 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 So like I thought about that, but now like this is working better for me. I actually mm. had an appointment with a personal trainer. Yeah. And because of this week was going pretty well. It's funny because it's one week in it. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, yeah, this is the one. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, next week, who knows? Yeah. But um, I cancelled the personal trainer appointment. I was like, hey, I don't want to spend that money. <laughs> I can do it myself. But it's actually been working. So yeah. as long as it keeps working, there's no point in changing it, you know? Mm. Um, but yeah, I feel like the accountability side of things is, is massive. Yeah, no, absolutely. But in terms of like, out, like in terms of having fun, because I was going to ask you, in terms of retail, how do you envision yourself enjoying the process and like while you're working there anyway? Uh, you know what? This is just, uh, this might just be a side note, but retail is wild. Yeah. In terms of like, you when you hear it. so many stories um, or like, different people just having different conversations in, in thing. Majority is like, I would say people just come and then they're always talking crap about one person. Mm-hmm. Funny enough. Wait, wait, wait. Who's people? Colleagues or no, customers? No, 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 no. The customers. Talking crap about other people. Like, no, what I mean is they'll come in and they'll always have one person to talk about. Every single customer has someone, which is weird. Because it's like two people come in, I can't believe she did this. And then they leave. And then someone else comes, they're like, Could you believe she did that? And then they leave. And then this is a film. And the whole time it's just like someone else. I'm thinking, yo, like, does anyone have real friendships out there? Yeah, um, but like, but the good thing is with kind of retail, it's kind of like it's relaxed in a sense that I can like plan stuff mm-hmm. in and around um, you know, I'll just bring a notebook with me. Yeah. Um, and then I just write away, really. Like, 
either ideas or in your specific story. job now was it yeah. like in your old job uh yeah there there as well really um so you just kind of have like more time to kind of i guess pursue kind of stuff that you, that you mm-hmm. like and i kind of like that environment that gives me stuff like that so i don't know if if i had more of a mentally consuming job mm-hmm. then i would be mentally more that's the thing out. with my job you know what I'm saying? there's days where i'm dreaming about work and yeah. it's like negative stuff that i've done yeah, yeah, yeah. And i'm like yo this is not it like, that's like, a, but he was talking about that in the begin was it, i don't know if it was in the beginning or the end of the book because he's talking about his christmas shift i think it's where he was looking to change his thing where he was like this things. isn't fulfilling yeah and, and i think he said he was he was dreaming but also he's talking about how um so some hospitals that are doing their well are making sure that their doctors are well rested so they yeah. don't feel like they're they every four hours during the shift and and yeah yeah but um yeah man yeah oh yeah well i mean i think for me, I, I bloody loved it. But like I said, I finished it in the day. I was like, let me space it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was some good stuff, man. Some good crack. Um, it was the level of... <laughs> it's the level of the... Like I said, the... the what do they call it? Aesthetic productivity. Man from Halsden says that's some good crack. <laughs> you know, some good crack. Halsden isn't real, man. I'll be honest, man. Halsden... Uh, oh, man. You know, usually you just know it's just guys that that kind of we on the on the walls and stuff like that yeah here it's women as well man <laughs> <laughs> that surprised you i had to take a double take that like, is you? crazy God i was damn. like y'all doing this god no, damn man okay. it wasn't right man it wasn't okay you know what i mean on the day where kids were walking around it was just right there um but yeah nah what the hell man why do you have to bring you to house <laughs> you, you bring it there yourself brother nah you mentioned that please my god nah, please, please. Please, please. Please, please. But, yeah, yeah, that. Nah, so basically, so for all the, you know, new termed based aesthetic productivity guys out there, this is definitely a good book to to grab. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're someone that's trying to start out, or if you are someone that's already doing it, Cereal. it doesn't feel like they can. They need that push to continue going. For me, the book is for the serial procrastinators. Mm. Anyone who struggles with procrastination. Which is a lot of people nowadays. Yeah, that's, that's, all of us, our attention span is cooked in it. Yeah, mm. so like we always push everything back because we just our attention is going so many different places. He talks about that too. So, like, if you're a serial procrastinator, yeah, um, pick it up. It's a short book, yeah, so right. you, like he tells stuff in a very good storytelling way. So he keeps your attention. Um, you can pick it up and drop it off at some point. So if you if there's a call to action, like uh, here's an action that you need to do to build a habit. Like it's not something too instant. None of these like practical steps are too intensive. Yeah. So you can go and do those practical steps and take a book break from the book if you want, and then come back to it, and it will still be relevant. You know. Damn right. And uh, one last tip I'll leave with you guys is arranging your environment to help promote whatever you want to do. So like, even if it's something like I don't know, training more in football or something like that, you just leave your football kit next to the door or your, yeah. your shoes. Put your gym clothes bef- there before you go. Just gym. there, yeah, literally. Um, putting it somewhere out there somewhere you can see that's a lot easier for you to to do it because mm-hmm. i think one of the examples he gave was like he was trying to learn the guitar and the guitar was like somewhere else and then yeah. he put it in front of him on the coffee table and then afterwards he was like okay let me just practice yeah. playing it there so sometimes yeah. that's just what you have to do um yeah just creating that environment for yourselves <clears throat> and like i said we're here to generally guide you guys we're not here to shout flipping and put a gun guide to ourselves. your head and tell you to Get out there and start grinding. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could do it in your own time, but just slowly building the environment around you that you need in order to push and uh, achieve your goals this year. Aesthetic productivity. Yeah, right. And this is the first feel-good book of the year. Yeah, right. Feel-good productivity by Ali Abdal. So, yeah, yeah. good book. Recommend it. Um, from from perspective of a self-help book, I would say it's a ten out of ten. Yeah. Surprisingly, it really surprised me. So yeah. Yeah, I'm, when it comes to critiquing, I'll give it a ten. When it comes to critiquing people, you'll give it a ten. Yeah. He's giving it a ten. He's never yeah, given right. a ten. Forever. I'm never giving a ten, but I'll give it a ten. Yeah, so this there you is go. I'll go back for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks. Thank you very much for listening. It's been your boys uh, Shamaki and Hamid from the Paper Trails. And uh, yeah, thanks again for um, tuning into the Paper Trails podcast. It's the first book of the year. We're gonna keep on having more books like this, more guests with books, more guests without books. Um, so yeah. Thank you for listening, mm-hmm. and we'll see you in we'll the see next, you next one. Keep moving, keep growing, keep learning. See you at work.